0: Father, we are grateful to you this morning. Thank you for the blessing to be counted among the living. We don't take our living for granted, but we know that you have kept us, you have preserved us, and you have been with us. Thank you for bringing us before your presence this morning. We have come with a heart full of gratitude. We say the Lord receive our thanksgiving. As a church, receive our thanksgiving. As a family, receive our thanksgiving. And as individuals, receive our thanksgiving. We are grateful to you. We are so grateful for good health, for protection, for delivering us from all the attacks of the enemy, traps of death, traps of shame, traps of disgrace. Thank you for the blessing that you have bestowed upon us. This morning we have come with our hearts to receive from you, Lord. Let the entrance of your word give light. Understanding to the simple. Let every light be blessed. Let your word have a free course in our lives. And let your name be glorified. We thank you and bless you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Please, let's give a big clap of applause. Let us see that. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome you to the presence of the Lord this morning. I believe the Lord will bless you before you leave here. Amen. amen. Now, by the grace of God, it's still a month of constant fellowship. And I'm sharing with you this morning a message of entitled Why You Must Be in Church and Be Committed. Why You Must Be in Church and Be Committed. So we read from Psalm the verse 1, and uh, chapter number 2, from verse 41 to 47. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad, I was happy and excited when I was told, let's go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. So one of the things that you must always desire is for you to be in the house of the Lord. Because when you come into his presence, your life never remains the same. And whenever you you are coming for the Lord, you must always be excited. Because you are not coming to man, you are coming to God. And if you are coming to God, know that you will never leave the same. I hope you understand that. So David said, I was glad when I was told, let us go into the house of the Lord. One of the greatest places that you must always desire to go is not the beer bar. Some of us, we we love going out. It's you, that's you. And nobody can change you except God. You love outing. If it's party, you go. There are some that who always decide to chill themselves every week. They have places that they want to go. Some can never stay at one place for one month. They can never do that. They love chilling. But I believe that the passion you have for going out must be the same passion you have for going to the house of God. And I think it should even be more. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go, not to the beer bar, not... There are people who always go around and ask, Is there any funeral happening around? No, yeah. There are people who love to go to funerals. They ask. Maybe here we don't see, by in Kumasi, they do it a lot. People ask for where funerals are. People go to parties that does not even concern them. Parties. They just want to go out. They love going out. I was glad when they told me, when they said to me, Let us go to party. Let us go to the funeral. Let us go to the bar. Let's go into chill. Let's go to the beach. So, every week, every weekend, you you may not come to church, but you may want to go to the beach. What are I going to do? Oh, I'm, just, I'm going to stroll. I'm just going to take fresh air. I was glad when they said to me, "Let us go to the beach and enjoy." If that is your portion, may God have mercy on you. But from today, I pray that your desire and your passion and your love for the things of the world will be turned into the things of God. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house. Never exchange the house of God for any other thing. Never. Never exchange. And you must love to go to the house and to come to that. That should be your passion. That should be your desire. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I pray that from today, God will redirect our love toward his house. And you'll be excited in coming to church. You'll be what? Excited Excited in coming to church. Hallelujah. God knows why he brought you here. Not into any other church, but Christ Jubilee Center. There are many churches, but there is a place for everyone. And when you locate the place that God has ordained for you, you see your life being blessed. When you locate the place God has ordained for you and you remain there. And I believe this is a place that God has ordained for you. And as you remain here, please you must understand that God will begin to bless your life. In First Chronicles chapter number 17, the verse 9, he said, I will appoint you a place. First Chronicles 17, the verse 9. He said that, moreover, I will appoint a place for my people. So that is a place that is appointed for you. That is a church place. And you must understand, this is the place that God has appointed for me and will plant them. And I'll do what? Plant them. So you must understand that the place God has ordained for you is gradually centered and you must allow yourself to be planted where? Here. And listen to what it says. That they may draw in a place of their own and move no more. Nor the sounds of we- So when you locate your place God has ordained for you, no sound of wickedness can inflict on you. Because your protection is at where God has placed you. that the son of wickedness may not oppress them anymore as previously. Hallelujah. So when you locate the place God has ordained for you and remain there, even you are delivered from attacks and satanic harassment, I pray that this house will become a place of freedom and liberty for you. That all satanic harassment over your life and your destiny shall be crushed into pieces in the name of Jesus. Because you are at your place. Therefore, nobody can oppress you. I'm telling you. And let me tell you, if the devil wants to mess up a man's life or a woman's life, he takes him or her out of his place. You remember the son, the prodigal son? The enemy was able to mess him up when he took him from the house. God, the devil knows this where your security lies this is where your blessings lies this is where your breakthrough lies this is where your protection lies so he do everything to take you out of your place when you remain at your place the devil can never have any upper hand over you glory to God nobody can take it Please don't allow the enemy to take you out of your place where God has placed you. Don't allow the enemy to take you from the church God has placed you. You are here and tell the devil I am here and I'm here forever. You can never take me from where God has placed me. This is where my protection, my preservation, my blessings lies. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And when you become committed to God's house, there's no way your life can never be blessed. Why must I be in church and be committed? I just want to share some six powerful things with you. How many of you want to know the, why you must be in church and be committed? Six powerful things. Your life will never be the same. You are going to be blessed this morning. Hallelujah. Why must I be in church and be... Many people are in church, but they are not committed. Where do you go to church? Oh, I attend Christ Jubilee, CJC. But sometimes you yourself know that you are not committed to where you go to church. The first reason why you must be in church and be committed is that you honor God and his word. Whenever that you become part of the church and become committed to the church, the first thing that happens is that you honor God and his what? And his word. In Hebrews chapter number 10, 24, the verse 25. He said, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Verse 25. Come we already together, one to go. Not forsaking the assembling of what? Together. Not forsaking that nobody should absent him or herself when it's time for church. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As is the manner of some. There are people, they don't care. You know there are people in the church who doesn't take church attendance serious? Yeah, they don't care. There are people who don't care about church. coming to. If they are in, The church service may be going on and they may be in the house. They don't mind. They may come from work early. They don't mind. They don't care. That's that's the manner. That's how some people are. You don't follow such people. Whenever you join ch- any church, please make up your mind that you associate with people who are very committed in the church. Don't associate people on and off. It's not a blessing. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. As is the manner of some. is as a person are you the committed type or you are the manner is the first thing that happens whenever you become committed to god and the church the first thing that you honor god and his word. if i tell you something to do and you do it what have you done and you obey me you have honored me yeah now when god tells you something to do and you do it what have you done you have one of the it is not opinion. He said these people use their mouth to honor me, but their hearts fire away. True honor comes from actions, not what you say. People can speak well, but they don't honor you in their hearts. And that's very much important. I'm telling you. So whenever you honor God, you honor Him by obeying. His. God says that don't forsake the assembling of ourselves. That's what that's God's word. See, mama, mnyaya yhu enshemu shemuda. Said the subai Etieno. Obuani subai anono. can't na sano ntu nekano. Mama yaya yhu shemu. Said the ebu oha obu subai anono. Mama mum asona shemu. Mama mfahong. Obanobaa. Sorry. Sanja kosi ada Wednesday. Ube chen Udi greater chen wonko. Friday he. Oh Oye on mata. Kono ne kalanda. no Friday ni Wednesday in kahong. So whenever you listen to God and listen to his word, the first thing that happens is you honor him. So when you become committed, we are meeting in church, Wednesday you are here, Friday you are here, Sunday you are here, what are you doing? You are honoring God and you are honoring his word. And those who honor me, I will also do what? Those who honor me, I will do what? I will honor. I pray that from today, you receive the grace to honor God and his word by being committed to God and to his house. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. It's not only honor, but the other side of it is that whenever you become committed to church and to the things of God, I mean, it's sometimes not even a choice. It's a must. Whether he said we should not forsake the assembly is a must. Tell the person it's a must. Help me tell the person, coming to church is not a choice. It's a must. It's a must. Glory to God. Yeah. And he said, when we gather, when we come together, we don't come to man, we come to him. Genesis 49. Give me that scripture. Genesis 49 verse 9 to 10. Judah is a lion's well from the prey, my son. This was Jacob prophesying. Talking about the tribe of Judah. But he didn't know that he was prophesying about Jesus himself. He said, Judah is a lion's well. From the prayer, my son, you have gone up. He bows down. He lies down as a lion. And as a lion, who shall arouse him? Look at verse 10. The scepter. or The, the word scepter means the rulership. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. No, a lawgiver give up from between his feet. Until Shiloh comes. And unto him shall the gathering of the people. What? So we gather unto who? Shiloh. Glory to God. So when we gather like this, we don't gather unto man, but we gather unto him. Because unto him shall all the gathering of the people be. Glory to God. I pray that you get a better understanding about how you must be committed to God and to church. Glory to God. So whenever it's time for church and you come, you have honored God. But whenever it's time for church and you give excuses, you are dishonoring. You are what? Please help me as a person to you. Have you been dishonoring God in your church attendance? Don't be like those people who say, Oh, So if you wanted to come to the owner, but because I said, because of prophet, that's why he didn't come. But that's honestly, you are not doing me, you are doing yourself. Please help me tell the person next to you once again. When you come to church, when you come to Wednesday service, you come to Friday service. You come to prophetic meetings. You come to fasting meetings. You come to Sunday services. You don't honor anybody. But it is God you are honoring. You are obeying God's word. And he will also honor you. You are opening a new page in your life. Yeah? Please I beg you. Receive the grace to stop all the excuses and all kinds of things that we are giving to prevent ourselves from... Receive that grace to stop from it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Interestingly, when people give their lives to Christ in the beginning of the church, wherever Paul goes to establish a church, preach to people and they give their life to Christ, he establishes a church and put leaders to take care of them. Yeah? Because he knows that everybody must belong to a church. He doesn't just leave them. Paul established so many churches, the church in Philippi, the church in Galatia. He established so many churches, so many churches. And he appointed leaders to take care of them. Glory to God. Many Christians don't have a place called church home. Many Christians don't have. We are just roaming. Some are just roaming about with no sense of belonging. Just roaming. No sense of belonging. Many people don't belong anywhere. No sense of belonging. Say, Hana may walk. They have not. No. No sense of belonging. I belong here. This is my place. No sense. Their minds are somewhere. Therefore, they can't receive anything from God. And I think Pastor said preached about it last Sunday. One of the things that will, will, will not allow you to receive good things from God is because of your double mindedness. You're not settling your mind. No sense of belonging. There's no place called home. Help me as a person, where do you belong? Where, where do you belong? No. Sometimes if you have not decided yet, you need to decide today. I believe many of you have already decided. Hallelujah. So the first reason why we must be in church. And be committed is that when the moment you begin to come to church and become committed to the church, you honor God and you honor His word. And those who honor me, I'll also do what. I see God honoring you. Coming to church will bring honor to you, because who are you honoring? You are honoring God. Yeah. As I say, if I ask you to do something and you obey and you do it, I'll be pleased. Is that also? Yeah. I'll be pleased. If a man will be pleased with when you obey him or her. How much more God, I pray that from today you learn to please God Amen. than more than any other man, any other person in the name of Jesus. Amen. nobody can stop you from coming no 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 no, unless it may be death. No now that somebody has come to visit me uh, my mother came, I'm picking her at the airport, and it's on Sunday, which is on Sunday, then she remained there waiting for me when I'm closer, I'll come and pick her hey during offering time. This is how we used to take the offering. People would dance, ah, go around the offering. Bowl, ah. Then once you are dancing, you, when you get close, then you put your hand in your pocket and take your money. So when he was dancing, God's, the man got his hand, he's about to put his hand, he moved his hand, and there were lotto papers. <laughs> lotto papers. Yeah. So if you I search your pockets right now, I'll be seeing lotto papers. Too sure. <laughs> Somebody told me, So for Me, Loto. Mm. You are taking your destiny. Mm. May God help us. The second reason we must be in church and be committed is for spiritual nourishment. Spiritual what? Now, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, now, may the God of himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit soul and what and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ please tell the person that you are a spirit you have a soul and you live in a body tell the person that you are a spirit you have a soul and you live in a body now this body came from the ground it is just dust when you bath give yourself the next 5 minutes use your hand to rub just this part of your body you still see some deaths. is that not so it tells you where you are coming from no matter your towel no matter the soup you bath with you are dust now this is the point God did not make dust dust is lifeless he took the dust off the ground Breathe into the dust. And the dust became what? A living soul. So what makes you be able to walk and move and think and all that is the breath of God in you. It is not this body. So the real you is not this body. The real you is a spirit. And that's where it came from God. Now I'm going back to make the point that whenever you become committed to God and, and to his church, it's for your, your spiritual nourishment. And the fact is that this body feeds on physical food, natural food. So, if you want to, this body to do well, now eat good food. Is that not so? Now, the foods that you can eat, there are even certain uh, tablets that you can take that can change your skin. I'm told that the, the women who want to become fair, there is a, a particular drug they take. Then your color will be changing from inside, not outside. They don't bleach anymore. They see bleach in And now, I'm told they also give to babies. So that when you give birth to your child, your child becomes fair, like me. One day I was, I went to buy something at the the mall here, Janshin Mall. And I went. I was looking at the dresses and he said, you're welcome here? Welcome." I said, yeah, I said okay, you're welcome I said, "Okay." Welcome. That's nice. And uh, how much is it? lady said, "Two fifty." They said, "Say ah, madam, I was." Hey, we be busy and also Hey, I said, "Whoa." People think I'm not a Ghanaian. One day, somebody said, "I I have been to India. You look like Indian man." Another person said, "So you? I think the voter rate and you, that that voter there." Some other "You I mean, you are from Nigeria, that Oyo uh, people." All kinds of things, but the point is that this body feeds on natural what food. That's why some of you are always worrying yourself. You buy creams just to make your skin very nice and all that. But the real you, that is the spirit, does not feed on physical food. Understand that. The real you. So the real you is not this body. The real you is, is... Please Let me go back. Understand this. When God formed man from the ground, man was just like a clay. Lying down. But man became a living soul through this breath. Through the spirit of God. And God breathed his, um, his breath into the man, And man immediately became. So the real you is a spirit. That's what Paul said in Thessalonians. He said, may God sanctify your spirit, your soul, and your what? And your body now, the real is a spirit. Now, this is what I, I mean. God does it whenever you eat, it affects this body, but it doesn't affect your spirit. The way this body eats, the spirit also eats. I said, The way the body eats, this the same way the spirit also does what. Now, what does the spirit feed on? Go with me to Matthew 4 4. Please fast for me, Matthew 4 4. He said, but he answered and said, This is the temptation of Jesus Christ. And he answered him and said, It, it is written, man shall not live by what? But every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Here, Jesus switched from the physical flesh and said that if you can live, you can only live not only on bread and water, but you can also live by the word of the Lord. That frees your what? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Jesus said, it is the spirit that gives what? Life. The f- oh. The flesh profits what? From today, receive the grace to stop your concentration from the flesh and focus on the spirit. Because the flesh profits nothing. So if you by the time you die, only God knows how much money you have spent on this body. And you have spent less. You don't have even Bible to feed your spirit. You don't have it You do your hair. You buy creams. Makeup. Eyeshadow. Pancake. (laughs) Mascara. Can you imagine you go and do mascara for 100 Ghana cities? Almost every woman here, you have a lipstick on your mouth. I said almost. Many of you, the hair that is on your hair are not your hair. (laughs) (laughs) There is a song that said, Oh, yeah, me, rough, I'm two weak. <laughs> Let me seriously with this one you see, The point is that when you become committed to church and to God, He nourishes you by the word. You are, your spirit is nourished. And what happens is that He, he does that by the word of God, the unadulterated. Word of God. The only thing that can nourish your spirit, to make your spirit to live and be strong and survive, please listen to me, is the Word of God. When you do makeup, it doesn't affect your spirit. Please understand that. When you eat good food, it doesn't affect your spirit. This body you are spending on is just a dust. One day it will go waste. It will go to the ground. What will live forever and appear before God is that spirit in you. So spend time with that spirit. So when you come to church, we impact your, mostly we impact your spirit by the word of God. That's the reason why you can't miss church. You can't. You can't miss church. I'm telling you. You can't miss church. You can't, many of you, from the outside, it looks so beautiful, it looks so wonderful. But from the deep down, from the inside of your spirit, many of us, your spirit, your spirit looks some way. And do you know the reason why? Because you have less time for the word of God. You yourself, you never read your Bible. You don't come to church to receive. And when it's time for preaching, listen to it. one of the most important times of the services is when the word of God is coming. Sometimes I'm even shocked to hear that services, is and your phone is ringing. And you pick it. Oh, hello? You have missed it. You have what? You have missed it. So, please, you must learn to focus on the spirit. So, when you come to church, what happens is that we impart your word, your spirit by the unadulterated by on, on the what? The undiluted word of God. Listen to me. When you find a church that preaches the word of God, let your heart be there. Are you here? You have gone home. But unfortunately, our people don't like these things these days. We have 18 years. Tell us what we want to hear. But thanks be to God, I pray that when all of us are dead and gone, this church will continue to remain a word-based church. A where We preach the word. Don't be anxious. Hey, you, madam, stand up. You have turned your nose at your back. Your nose is at your back. Oh, Susumuyase. Shaho three times. One, two. I'm saying there's something wrong with it. But the point is that your desire should be for the real prophetic word, which is this book, not what you want your ear to. Let me tell you one thing. I have come to believe with my work of God. Many times, I've never received personal prophecies. I've never been to prophetic places and all that. But by the grace of God, I strongly believe we are doing well far, far better than those who call themselves prophets. If I'm telling you things, you'll be shocked about what prophets have told me. You'll be surprised. And please listen to me. Listen to this. I strongly believe what frustrates the attacks of the enemy against your life and that makes you to grow and do well in life. is not by... Let me stand here until you can see me well don't be afraid of death don't be afraid of something evil come to happen to you don't be afraid of any negative prophecy number two don't be surprised when someone you are going to succeed you are going to make it i see you going here I see you in there don't be surprised about it the only thing you have to do listen to me and i'm sharing the secret with you keep a strong relationship between you and god Spend time to pray. Spend time to read your Bible. Spend time to fast. Love God. Listen to me. Even if the enemy has dug man hole for you, because of your love for God, because you want to serve God and you love Him, no matter what it is, no matter what, it will never succeed against you. Simple. This is the secret. It is not what a prophet tells me I'll succeed that will make me to succeed. No. My love for God and my heart for God my commitment to God entitles me to succeed. It is not what you are telling me. I'm telling you. You just confirm what God has said and God wants to do in my life. Simple. Simple. Straightforward. All those who come to my office will tell you when you come and tell me I have a bad dream and I'm going through family curses please forget about whatever. I just with it and I show you these things that go and do them. You see how your life will become better. I'm telling you. But unfortunately, we want a quick fix. Therefore, our lives are being messed. People are taking advantage of us. I'm telling you. I pray that your heart will be where the word of God is. That will change and... Please, you will succeed. No death will come near your end. Whether a prophet sees it or not, because you love God and you are serving God, no death will come near you. Yeah. No child of the enemy shall be able to succeed against your life because of your love and your heart for God. Yeah. That changes a man's life. That's it. Don't believe in quick things. Go and bring this. Hey, go and put this here. Hey, bring this. Bring that. I will show you do No, 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 no. Hey, we have not done all that. But God is blessing us. We are far, far better than all those who have been given false directions and false things. I'm telling you. We are not taking load. But it is well with us. It is well. Glory to God. So God allows you to be in the church and you must be committed because He gives you the unadulterated, the word that will change and transform. I pray. Not only that, your spirit is not only impacted through the word of God. But your spirit is also impacted, or your spirit becomes stronger through worship, praises, and praise, and all that we do here. That's a reason why you should not. David says something that touches my heart. Go with me. I think Psalm 119, the verse 164. Let's read it to go. one to go. Seven times a day I will praise you because of your righteous death. Listen to this. David says, Seven times I will do what? That is what praise does to your spirit that you don't know. So sometimes I pity those who doesn't partake and they don't get involved in time of praise and worship. I'm telling you. You see, whatever we do here is spiritual. Is what? It impacts you spiritually. Some of you will never dance. When we are singing, your mouth is closed. Hey! You will never open your voice, your mouth to sing. As if you were a dumb person. And you're just observing you can't even open your mouth. Even if you you don't understand the song, use your mouth to pass through for our no film. We are clapping, you never clap. We are jumping, you never jump. We are dancing, you never dance. You are doing yourself. I'm telling you. So if you will never come early to be partake of the worship. Worshiping. What a mighty God we serve Whoa, who are we singing to? I will enter his grave with Thanksgiving with my heart and I will enter his cup. We praise Oh and I will sing. This is the death that the Lord I swear. Oh, I will return, for he has wow. And as you worship Magnify him You see things dropping from you Amen. From today receive the grace to impart your spirit Amen. Through the word of God Amen. Through praises Amen. Through worship Amen. Through fellowship Amen. In the name of Jesus the person "I received the grace." I received the person not And the person received the grace to be involved in the time of worship, time of praise, and get involved, and you be blessed. Stop coming to church late. It's not a blessing for you. Stop that. Sometimes your late is genuine, but sometimes trust me, that's supposed to move that genuineness of that lateness from there. Wake up early. You have appointment with God by eight. You are here. Worship. You are part of it. Praise. You are part. Put your heart into it and do it and see what God will do for you. I see imparting your spirit from today. Yeah. Sometimes, not only in the church, but in the house, be in the room. Sing, praise, worship. Stop singing those worldly, secular songs. And So, if you want to take your phone, you will see all kinds of songs. You know every new song in the system. The songs that moves you are secular songs. Sexy songs. So your spirit is not being imparted. <laughs> and it's going to be a rule in this church. No party, no wedding, whatever will we play secular songs or self-alcohol. If you do that, we'll suspend you in the church. I'm telling you. Yeah. So before you do any wedding engage, we'll give you instructions. This is what we believe in. Yeah. Impact your spirit. Some of you, the way you are receiving the spirit today, the moment you get to the house, you send, Oh, please, just get me one beer, one Guinness. You take the spirit out. Whatever we have planted in you. The Guinness will take everything. The beer will take because you are boosted. Can good and evil stay together? No. All that we have patterned unto you from here, you know where you are going. By the time you come out from that girls' room, that boys' room, you know that all the spirit is gone. Everything is gone. Obi oh Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> and one on <and> one, <laughs> the spirit is gone from today, may you grow your spirit by the word of the Lord. May you grow your spirit by good things. In the name of Jesus. We're not standing here to tell you that we good, do what I see you blessed, go and do whatever you are doing. No, 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 no. We show you the right way. Amen. That's what must be committed to church. The third thing, why you must be in church and be committed. The third thing is for spiritual covering. Whenever someone is joined the church, the church family, and decides to remain there, God places that person under the covering of the shepherd of the house. Yeah. So when all of us appear before God, God will ask me, the people I gave you, I gave you Ruth. If only Ruth will remain as a sheep, not as a goat, then I can account for you. The moment you enter the church and decide that Christ Jubilee will be my church forever, God brings you under my what? One of the reasons why you must be in church and be committed is for spiritual covering. Listen to me, you don't know. Let me tell you. Your pastor covers you. Maybe you don't know. Maybe with time I would have given you details from the scriptures that you know how it is. Now, but Let me show you just one or two things. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 13. The verse 17. Listen to what it says. He said Obey those who rule what? And be submissive for they watch out for your souls. As those who must give what? So I'm accountable to everybody here who submits to my leadership. Who submits what? To me. If only you submit to my leadership, I will account for you about you. I love the way the NIV puts it. He like, said, obey your leaders and submit to the authority. Keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not as a burden. For that will not be of no advantage to you. So the pastors are accountable. They are what accountable. Because one of my responsibilities, and other of all the pastors, is to pray for you. Do you know what a shepherd does for the sheep? What are, I mean, what does the shepherd does for the sheep? He protects. He feeds from. He protected from every attack of the enemy. I can't do that physically. I do that spiritually through prayers. And that's what we do all the time for you, that God will deliver you from the trap of them, or the traps of the enemy. So you are under my covering. So I must pray for you. I mean, someone said, "May God punish me if I don't pray for you." Yeah, and my responsibility. If I don't do that, I have failed as a pastor. And if anything evil, bad happens to you that I allowed, God will hold me accountable. That's it. So I must give account and I must do with joy about you. Many of you, I don't know whether you are under me or you are not under me. No, some of you. Whether you are sheep or you are goat. Sheep are very submissive. They are what? When you tell a sheep, sit down. The sheep will sit. You can't tell a goat to sit down. A goat, even whilst you are holding a goat, the goat wants to run away. Happy as a person, are you a sheep in the church or a goat? (laughs) Goats don't sit at one place. You see, goat, when you see goats, a car will be coming and a sheep will just be standing there. But let the goat run and the car is coming. They have a ponchie, you know, a goat break. A bunch, a bunch break. And they will turn. They are very swift, fast. They don't sit at one place. Roaming, 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 roaming. But the sheep very quiet. He said, The Lord is my shepherd. It means that He is the shepherd and we are the sheep. He leads me. If you are not leaderable, you are not a sheep. Some of you, we can't lead you. Sit down. pastor. I want to stand. <laughs> give your time. No, it's too much. Help me as a person as to you. Are you a sheep or you a goat? Yeah. Everything, you have something to say. Everything, you have an excuse to give. There's no book. There's Bible. It's what? It's not secular knowledge. It is heavily godly. Amen. Amen. So when you, you become part of the church... And you submit yourself to the leadership. They cover. Yeah, many of you. Are, all of our prayer covers you. We pray for you. Many, we may not even tell you, but if you don't know that, if you know the prayers, we pray for you. Apart from our normal prayers, every Tuesday when we meet, what prayers do we pray about? We pray for ourselves. Those of you who come to the inner circle, Lord bless the people. Let all the attacks of the enemy against your life generation. And most of the time, what I do, most of the time, I leave myself because I know some of the things some of you go through. So I reach out prayer topics and pray. Let's pray for the people. Break chains. Set the people free. Meet them at the point of their needs. Let them marry. Let them give birth. Let them enjoy life. Let them see the goodness of the Lord. And you pray for people. Let them be established. Let them know you well. That's a prayers. So I watch over you through that. Not only also through the word of God, but also through counseling. Yeah, that's one of my responsibilities. Counseling. Many of you, nobody can cancel you. Nobody can talk to you. And it's my responsibility to counsel. To do what? Counsel. It's part of my covering. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. God help us. I said, may God help us. Let me put another scripture. He's supporting what I'm, what I'm saying. Ask chapter number 20, verse 28. Give me that scripture. In a relation to, for spiritual covering. He said, therefore, take heed to yourself, to all the flock by the church. Paul telling the church, among which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. To the church of God, which he purchased with his what? Shepherd them. So they are under your covering, you must shepherd. Please look not go here. We are going this, this direction. We are going to open a branch. We are going to tell them. We are going to reach out here. We are shepherding them. And whatever you are leading the people, the people will also be blessed. If they only obey and follow to be blessed. Amen. So this is my responsibility. And all the pastors here. Proverbs twenty seven twenty three. Be diligent to know the state of your what? And attend to your heads. Be diligent to know the state of your flock. So I have the responsibility to make sure how you are doing in life. Be diligent to know the state. So every stage of your life, I must know. Whether you are failing or you are doing well. When you do well, I'm doing my my work well. When you are failing, I'm failing as a pastor. I'm telling you, your success is tied to my success. That's the simplicity of it. When you do well, I do well. I'm telling you. That every desire for every pastor in this house. Your well-being is our well-being. Your happiness is our happiness. Your joy is our joy. When you come to church, and I see your life changing, God is blessing, opening doors for you. You are becoming more committed. You are getting more involved. And the God is opening doors for you. You are getting married. You are giving birth. What a blessing. I bought a new car. I'm traveling. What a blessing. Isn't that a joy? Yeah. And that's our prayer for you. So, when you do well, don't forget and don't ever, ever think that you, you, it's happening by itself. There are people standing in praying for you. I'm telling you. That is the reason why God said, listen to this. Hmm. Because of your pastor's heart for you. That is why God said, every good thing, because they pray for your goodness and they wish for your goodness. Any good thing that comes to you, you, must learn to share them with your pastor. Oh, don't you know it's in the Bible? Let me show you. Go with me, Galatians. Galatians 6, verse 6. Let them who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Give me the NIV. Let all of us read it together. Want to go? Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with the instructor. Are you receiving instruction from the word of God? And every good thing that comes to you my share is inside. You are sitting here. Your pastor had never chopped your money before. Shame on you. You have never given your pastors anything. And we pray for you. We wish you well. We do the best so that your life will do well. It's good to be in church. And to be at the right place. There are churches that when you go, the pastor wants from you. Okay. I want to pray for you. Get one oil, carbon seho, motor oil, tobacco, tobacco. Come, 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 come. Mention, mention, mention. Tobacco, tobacco. Yeah. O is two hundred. Hey. so Most of them two hundred. Madam madamodyaba, Fabra, paguti so. The person came sick. He said, "Freely have we received? Why do you use your devilish wisdom to take from the people?" Can you imagine this? He said, he shall let go of my captive, not for price, not for reward. That's what I said. He shall let go of my captive. Not for a price, or not for a reward. So you don't use the people for your personal gain as a pastor. Yeah! Any pastor who charges has a problem. If their device will money from the people, they have the big Big, big, big. They are not thinking right. And that's what many of you, that's what you like. Go to churches, they will charge you. That's what you like. Some of you have oils in your home you bought from a church. The day we begin to sell oil in this church that ceases to be the presence of God in this church, I'm telling you. Isaiah 45. 13. Give me that scripture. Any pastor who tried to this scripture to them. Come in this guy. Let's go. One to go. I've raised him up in what? So every person is raised up in righteousness. I have not taught him to cheat people. And I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city and he shall let go of my captives, not for price, not for reward. He shall let go of my captives, not for a price, not for a reward. Yeah. May God help us. There's a few things to add to it, but let me add this one to it. The last, and I go, I can share all the sex with you. Why you must be in church and be committed? The last one for accountability and discipline. For accountability, then what? Your pastor must be bold enough to hold you accountable. Your pastor must be bold enough to do what? This is one of the blessings that why you must be in church. It helps to put your life in check. Your pastor must be able to, to rebuke you, correct you. Discipline you, hey, you are wrong. Stop that nonsense. Yeah. Second Timothy 4 1 and 2. Your pastor must be able to tell you you are wrong. Look at your face and tell, hey, stop that nonsense. Stupidity there. Yeah. And you know, you'll not know, be offended because your father is talking to you. I charge you, therefore, before God and all the Lord Jesus Christ. Who will judge the living and the dead and his appearing and his kingdom? Verse 2. Preach the word of God. Be ready in season out of season. Convince rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Correct the people. Do you know what a rebuke is? Rebuke the people. When they are wrong, rebuke them. And when you have a pastor like that, it keeps your life in check. But if your pastors are afraid of you, they cannot tell you when you are wrong. You are at the wrong place. Now I'm telling you. There are some of you here, nobody can talk, nobody can correct you. You don't respect anybody, not even pastors. You don't, you don't respect anybody. You don't respect your parents. You don't respect anybody. One day I told a lady, I said, if you don't respect your parents, you can don't, don't tell me you, don't, you respect me. I told her point blank. If you don't respect your parents, don't tell me you respect me. It's just a matter of time. What do I know? How can you respect a pastor? And that's what I've observed. All those who don't respect their parents can never respect it. They can never respect your husband. They can never respect their wife. They can never respect their pastors. No, I'm telling you. You can never tell me you respect him, but you don't respect your parents. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm telling you. So, whenever you are in church, it helps you. It brings what? Accountability and discipline. It makes your life accountable. Some of you do a lot of things to hide from from church. That's fine. Yeah? We have disciplined people in the church. They have left the church. We don't mind. We have done the right thing. We'll still love you. still love you. But the point is that when you are wrong, we will tell you. If your mother or your father cannot tell you, we will tell you. If you dress her on your breasts out, we will call you and tell you. Dress well. Behave well. Act well. We don't do that. Discipline and accountability. You know that people are watching you. People are what? Watching. So your life is in check. That's one of the great blessings. is one of the great blessings to be in church. Be at a place that people are w- <laughs> Somebody said, "We'll oh, free her another branch." The reason being that here, if you don't come to church, they will find out why didn't you come to church. Hmm. Some of you don't want that. You don't want to be checked. Now, some of you feel like you don't want to be checked. You don't want to be. You don't want anybody to check you. You want to live a free life. But you can never be in a church like this and nobody is checking you. Accountability and discipline. And where we must discipline, we we'll discipline. And where we must hold you accountable, hold you accountable. May God help us. And it's good for your life. It's good for your what? For the advancement of your life. I saw somebody dressing the way and I said, Hey, Madam, change. We're change it. We are not copying the world. The world must copy us. Don't call it fashion. What is fashion? It's madness. The things you watch on television and you sew your dress, behave dress like that. For what? What are you looking for? The world is not showing us what to do. We are showing the world what to do. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus This is one of the great blessings to be in church I pray that your feet will be planted In Christ's Jubilee And whatever God has ordained for you Will never delay They shall manifest with speed In the name of Jesus Can you please rise to your feet Glory to God Hallelujah Let your grace come upon us To establish us in your house No man No woman nobody's offence no demon, no forces can take us from your house. Can take us from where you have placed us. Let the grace will establish us in your house. Let the grace that will make us to dwell in your house for us to be blessed. Let that grace be released upon your people now. Receive in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace to be established. Receive the grace to dwell in the house of God. Forever and ever in the name of Jesus Thank you heavenly father We are blessed in your house Give us the grace to dwell To remain To stay To live To be here In the name of Jesus Father Blessed be your name In Jesus' marvelous name Amen